Uh, welcome to On the Nose, and we have here Attempted Clown. Thank you for joining uh, again. And, yay! Uh, <laughs> um, your makeup is awesome. And <laughs> I actually thought it was like a ice cream cone at first. Yeah, you know, um, there's very, very last minute this idea. Uh, I don't have a short hair wig for this guy. And um, I thought it'd be like a nice uh, counterpart to the like little tiefling character I did that was all red and black. And I thought, you know what? I uh, I am a damaged, uh, world-weary, miserable woman. But I am a lighthearted, carefree dude. So I thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put my little rainbow one. I've only got one. Hey, you know what? This guy's been through some stuff too and does not care. <laughs> awesome. I like the shading detail. It's really cool. Let me see if I maybe I should turn it down. No, that's okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you? Uh <laughs> I don't remember. I was rushing it like I, I think I just like end up in some like zone because this is like the fourth or the fifth base I've done like this. And um but uh <clears throat> um be honest, uh I've had some requests to have some like hairs put in and all that. And <laughs> when I when I've done like a beard, when I've done some chest hair, it'll I think that was seven hours. Because wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll put each one separately. So I'll do this entire face. And then one at a time, put uh, single hairs all the way across. Yeah. But I got this far, and I just took a look, and I was like, oh, I should just stop messing with that. I don't know. I don't know if messing with it. You, you ever get like that? You're making something, and you just start to be like, all right, all right, this is where I walk away. Because I'm going to start adding things that don't go there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's been a while since I've done my face paint, but there are a few times, especially in the beginning, that I did more complex stuff. And I was like, okay, I need to stop because otherwise I'm going to do complex everywhere and it's going to be just too much. <laughs> yeah, and we'll end. I'll, I'll like be um, working on like a sculpture, or at least back in the day, or a painting, or like. Um, but you know what? You know what? Even writing a poem, right? You get towards the end of it, and you go back and you start editing and taking words out, and add a flourish here. Realize you repeated yourself there, and then you got to do something. I got to back up, back up, because I'm I'm going to make this into some weird soap opera stuff if I add one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been? Huh. <laughs> I, uh, I have very bad memory so that question like throws me off 100 percent of the time you ask me about a bunch of stuff ask me stuff about I, like things that i know about how i've been i've just been alive while following various pursuits i i only know how the pursuits went <laughs> but let me think about it oh that's right the entire time since last time we were on here um i've basically been asleep <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh the cancer treatments are getting me and i just found out that this specific ones i'm getting has a cumulative effect over time that's I why know. they i get like every three weeks i get one every three weeks i get a different one and then back and forth so i get these two different things every six weeks i bet basically but, it, but there's overlapping <sighs> and i like i don't know you ever feel like you just feel like you're part of a community and they're a fun community and they've saved your life to some degree and then you feel like trash and you just start zoning out for like days on end and uh, i feel grateful to everybody and at the same time i need to basically not be some days <laughs> yeah i really i relate with that like it kind of like because I don't feel well and then I feel like I don't have 
anything positive to offer because I'm too tired or, you know, whatever's going on, especially with all the stuff that's been going on in my life recently. So mm, then I start yeah. kind of feeling like not that burdens, maybe not the right word, but maybe it is the right word. I don't know, but it's like, I just don't feel like I have anything to offer, you know, never mind the fact like the real stuff is legitimate stuff to offer with the right people, you know, mm -hmm. but it gets but easier to kind of separate myself and, you know, just sleep. <laughs> That's what I've been doing a lot lately. Well, if you ever feel like this, like sometimes it's, it's important to not have such like a polished exterior. And yeah. so you'll share something sad. You'll share something miserable. And then there are those times where you're just like, I don't have something sad to share. I'm in this beyond done. And then that's why I start like telling myself stuff that I just, it's something I just end up saying a lot is like, I, when it's that bad, just like, I just have to make sure tomorrow happens. That's absolutely all I can do is make sure tomorrow still happens. Anything beyond that is actually too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I've thought about it, like, like spelled it out that way, but I definitely, like, I think that I can see that in, especially the way that I've been feeling the last couple of weeks, where it's, just, it's literally just kind of like one foot in front of the other, and um, don't don't think too much about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, and then then and then and then you just wake up some days with like some energy and you're like let me do a month's worth of catching up with like everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like so burned out at the end of those days. They feel really good. They're worth it. They uh, I absolutely just decide to destroy myself on those days, right? And at the end of those days you're like I need another week of sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh, because yeah. I had a good day. <laughs> yep. My um, when my chronic fatigue was like really, really bad. If I had a good day, that's exactly what I would do. And thankfully, like I used to have like I would have like one good day, and then I would just crash horrifically for weeks at a time. And it started to like balance out where. I still will crash, but it's just not as severe. And I'm really grateful for that. But I spent a couple of years where if I wanted to go for like a one mile walk with my friend, I paid for it, you know, for like two weeks. But it was so worth it to me to get out and feel like a person, you know? Yeah, I think both of us were like, like busy moms like way back. And there's always like 10,000 things to do. So you feel ashamed if you take a rest because the other 80,000 things that you just got done barely counts if the other thousand things don't get finished. Right. And then you like just start to come to a point where like you know, we both get like chronic illness just starts creeping in deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it's just like you have the opposite. You're just like actually bored to death with resting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get mad at it. You're just like, I have to do that again. Like, ugh. <laughs> the comments from people that aren't sick, right? Like, they just be like, oh, I wish I could uh, just oh uh, lay around and do nothing all day. And I'm like, you don't wish you had like 10 illnesses that hit you at once. Right. You don't wish that. I'm not excited to be dying. Um, <laughs> this is the, like, um, you don't want rest under these circumstances. You probably do wish you could take a month off, but not because 10 illnesses are hitting you at the same time. You just need a vacation. That's a completely separate thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Those kind of comments, just like, I'm just like, ooh, tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or um, <laughs> they'll hear like all the crazy stuff going on in your life. Cause it, I tell people like, you know, like it's, um, you don't get closer to um, live action Three Stooges than if you're just friends of my family. Because, like, <laughs> and I would just say that because it's like a slapstick level of terrible things going on. Because somebody will be like, <laughs> well, but that's fine, isn't it? No. Okay, well, that part of it's fine, isn't it? No. And this happened since you asked me yesterday. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> and uh, th th that, I, I love that it throws people. I love that it's funny. Or sometimes people feel bad. I don't know why 
pity gets such a bad rap. I'm in a bad way, and if you want to extend me a bunch of empathy, I'll take all of it. But right. uh, occasionally, <laughs> there'll be somebody who's just tired of feeling, feeling, feeling useless, feeling mundane. And they'll just be like, I wish my life was interesting like yours. All I do is go to work and come home. And I'm just like, I wish I wish I could be boring. <laughs> right? No, I, I yeah, that, you know, I should I should respond with that from now on. Cause I do say that on separate occasions when it's just somebody's like, ah, stuff is boring. I'm like, I would kill to be bored for three days in a row. Like right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many years it's been where nothing has happened for that many hours at once. Ugh. Like it's all right. Like every time you start to like like okay. I am accepting of this latest crop of bad news. Boom. And his little life is just like, you know, like it's, it can't get any worse. And life's like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I literally have been like, okay, this is it. This is the thing. And I'm going to start progressing to the next step. And then something else that I'm just like, okay, I need to stop thinking that this is the, the I'm like jinxing myself by thinking that I've reached the <laughs> pinnacle of terror in this situation, you know? Like, <laughs> mm. And, but, but yeah, at the same time, um, I'm not like patting myself on the back. Like uh, people will think, right. I'm not like, good job being interesting. Good job having that crazy story. Like, no, you do not want this story. Like, it would be really awesome (laughs) to uh, feel bored and be entertained by other suffering weirdos because this is not the good side of things. (laughs) (laughs) I just get a lot of like, wow, you've been through so much. You're so strong. And I was like, what am, well, how does that benefit me at all? Like, I don't. I don't feel like I'm strong. I feel like I'm just kind of glued together, you know. And uh, well, and then I just feel like that puts that 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 raises the bar. Don't raise the bar. I'm going through enough. You start right. telling me I'm strong. That's gonna like raise your expectations of what I'm capable of. And what I'm capable of is not actually much. And I'm gonna start crying randomly. And you need to know that that's always just below the surface. All right, you start calling me strong, you're going to start expecting that that's going to stop. It's not going anywhere because right. I just deal with things as they happen. <laughs> this one guy, okay, so like I'm I'm, um, I'm at the hospital. There's this big hospital that's got a children's section and a grown-up section. They're both completely amazing. I got diagnosed there when my kid had cancer. And these magicians come in. They have all these entertainers come in for free and into the dining room and help the parents and all that. And and uh, one guy just, uh, he's doing tricks at different tables. He came to my table and just like, I love that they do this here. I love the families here. I love to help people. But sometimes it's good to just talk to a visitor or a volunteer. I'm not sure which you are because I had a clown face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a patient. And he's like, well, you're an adult. And this is the, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. My kid's a patient too. And he's like, oh, but I mean, you're definitely going to be fine. I'm like, I am terminal. My kid could die at any minute. In fact, I'm down here killing time because my kid could have already died earlier. And they probably wouldn't tell me for the next 45 minutes because of uh, different stuff. We had to sign a bunch of paperwork. Bone marrow transplant is just like that. It's very dangerous. The smallest thing can make you uh, ill to where you can't recover. You have zero immune system um all of your white cells are made by your bone marrow so to eliminate them and then plant new cells and wait for them to grow back it's incredibly dangerous that's why like it cures leukemia it cures aids as a matter of fact but they never do it because it's very easy to die from the procedure but um so i'm just in there just and i'm just telling him yeah no 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 um i'm 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 not going to make it and my kid might not make it either we're just both here seeing what we can do. And he just like sunk down into a chair. It's like he knew the chair was there. He just like, and he was just like, like that was the saddest thing he ever heard. And he's just like, how are you, how are you goofing around? And I'm just like, you know, like, I hate, I think I said this last time, you gotta do something Del bingo. Um, that doesn't make stuff less funny. That doesn't make food taste less good. I'm gonna eat and then goof around, uh, knowing that uh, any, any minute could be my last. What are you gonna do? 
And um, he said, you're so strong. Sorry, it's taking so long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he says, you're so strong. I'm like, I'm not strong. And this is what I tell people. When they call me strong, I always like refer this to an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Because I'm just like, <laughs> he's very annoying. Well, I relate to that. You can tell. And he annoys the wrong guy and the guy's violent. <laughs> you get that. You know that happens to me. You just met me. You know that happens to me. And this guy's like, <laughs> I'll kick your butt. So he goes and he hides at home. He stays in there, but he stays too long. You can't hide forever. So he tries to hide at work. He's like trying to work the grill and hide behind it and work the grill and hide behind it. And he eventually realizes this can't work. I can't hide. And he goes outside and he just says, you're just going to have to kick my butt. And the guy's like, I'm doing it. And he's just like, well, just really let me have it. And he's like, I am. And it, it turns out he's too soft to break. And I tell people, I think that's why you think I'm strong. Because when this is too hard, I actually go, ah, this is too hard. <laughs> and, you know, when things are too sad, I just droop and I nap and I weep and I say, this is too hard. And if there's a little glimmer of energy, as a little glimmer of hope, if I feel good for no reason, well, I go after it with the same amount of gusto that if I'm angry or sad. And if you just go from, like, is a people, people picture that Zen quality of living in the moment, being very quiet, dull, peaceful. No, 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 no. Like it's very, being in the moment is very loud most of the time. And uh, I'm sorry I yelled. I just really got into that moment. Uh, but <laughs> but I, think, I, think, I think if you uh, go after everything as it happens, it just makes room for peace, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I used to be very like... Um shut down and disconnected from my emotions and like the every time I went through like a hardship or whatever it would just go inside and kind of like shred my insides and I think that that's like what ultimately fed into like the stress of my health issues like once I was because I was in such a toxic work environment and I was just shredding my insides and then a couple years ago like five years ago I just started feeling I kind of thought I was going crazy I was like in a hurricane of like feelings and I was crying all the time. And my therapist was like, no, you're just, you finally slowed down enough that you can feel your emotions and you just got to get through it. And so I've made an active effort since then that like when things happen, I just feel my feelings. So like, you know, I spent two days this week feeling really sad and I slept a lot and, you know, I still feel it now, but it's like not in the same severity so it feels like i'm getting back to where i can start to find find my little joys again because that's something i'm very good at is finding my little joys like in just anything i mean it could be a burp or a fart it's just you know <laughs> there's yeah. joy to be found like most of the time and um i'm very it's something i'm very grateful about myself you know because it's just I don't know. I don't know how people live without that. You know, the people who like when you're like super happy about something super silly and they're just like looking at you like you're a little bit crazy. And I'm like, how do you live your life without this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, I, I, I truly I, I can't fathom devoting my life to being disappointed to where I couldn't feel joy. I always tell people I think I have a um, some kind of permanent silver lining disorder. Or like everything, the, the, the good shines all the way through, no matter what. And I think, I don't know, I know maybe it's just like, maybe it's the, I, I think it was like the ADHD, right? Because I heard like impulse control is an issue. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's like in a good way. Like when I feel good, all my lack of impulse control helps me to feel good in all circumstances. And um, they don't just kind of pile up and all the feelings weigh on each other. And um, yeah, I'm I would tell people like um my uh my complete social ineptitude has continuously caused me to uh react inappropriately to everything that's ever happened. And so when things got crushingly sad, I'm not reacting to that correctly either. And boom, it's paying off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um I have this, like, if I go, I don't go to the movies really anymore, but when I used to, I would laugh at things that nobody else in the theater laughed at, 
you know, or like react to things. And it, it was always when it was quiet. I wasn't, I never laughed with everyone else. And it's just like, it's so, I like, it's so funny to me, but like, why wasn't it funny to anyone else? Like, except my son, he, we laugh at the same stuff. Well, I think, I think we're like words people to some extent. And um, I, it could be that just something strikes you as funny because, or that it's absurd accidentally. But also, I think some of the times some wordplay will go over the heads of like a hundred people at once. I'm like, <laughs> and everyone will look at me. There's nothing funny about that. I'm like, oh, okay. They was it was a words thing, and you guys just took that sentence as filler and just moved on with your day. You know, <laughs> there's definitely. a mix of those things. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely been times where it was like definitely wordplay and the writers knew exactly what they were doing. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I will find myself watching like a Charles Dickens PBS miniseries thing and I'll be laughing like half of it. I feel like this is serious. And I'm like, but I, I know it's like old timey. That's not the same thing as serious. You know, mellow out. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like something very scandalous and everyone will go, Oh, but when they're like fully insulting the judge there, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, everybody else would be like, oh, and I'm like, I don't get that response. I don't think that's the intended response, guys. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> There's like also like a lot of violence is funny to me because it's so ridiculous and. But like even I loved the Three Stooges when I was a kid, which of course that was intended, right? But like I see that in stuff that is intended to be taken more seriously, I still see that that humor in it. I think it's more so that right. Like I was never gonna admit this in any kind of public thing, but who cares? Okay, so like my favorite thing to do with my one of my sisters uh, growing up was to watch some hyper melodramatic uh, mini series about like some kind of infamous murders and we've been there laughing our heads off and it's not that i don't have human empathy or i care about the loss of life or just the inhumanity of the people involved but the presentation very often just knocked me off my feet and they're like they could tell that at three years old the drawings he made were leading somewhere dark and i'm like <laughs> No, it's not a thing, buddy. <laughs> I saw this thing about like um the Unabomber, and it was like, and she's just like, he had a fever when he was two, and it was downhill from there. And I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah, we just watch these like horrible things. And I think just the melodrama of the moment, me and my sister like eating popcorn and just cracking up. And my poor mom, she'll like come in the room and I don't know, I don't know what she could have possibly been thinking. But she would regularly think we would have like a lighthearted show or a sitcom on. And it's just like gore on the TV and me and my youngest sister. And like, <laughs> did you see that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true those shows the way they they just just the cadence in and of itself the way that they talk was so ridiculous and then they totally do like you said like try to attribute like nonsensical things and you're just like <laughs> yeah it's on their really sound cool. design right you hear that sound design we're just like they're just watching a piece of paper fall because he's shocked that he got divorced or whatever. <laughs> but the piece of paper falling down in a moment where he was probably just swearing and going, oh, this sucks. It's just like, no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> this is not the part. Mellow yeah. out. <laughs> I love watching like shows where they they obviously made like made all of the sounds separate from from the scene and you can actually almost see what it was they were using like you know you can imagine them using like sticks on like a little gravel patch <laughs> to make the walking sounds and stuff and it's just not done well enough to like really sync with it and you just I'll watch a show and forget like what I'm watching just listen to the sound engineering the whole time. 
Yeah, every once in a while I'll be watching something, right? I mean, just even if it's something like just serious, and you'll hear a heavy-handed director put one of those in there, and I'd be like, "Hey, kid, now's the time where we start worrying." Like, but <laughs> like, I like I didn't think like that's something like a, an autistic thing too. Is like, don't tell me what to do. And I think, like, I just get resentful of sound design sometimes. They'll, they're like, <laughs> nothing will have happened yet. You can tell they're about to present something sad. And before saying one word or even showing the actor's face, they're just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And I'm like, don't tell me why. Tell me what's sad. Don't tell me to be sad. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> I get, even with TikTok videos, people will like be sharing a story and they use the music to represent the emotion that they want you to feel. And I can't watch them. I get irritated. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you just told me how I'm supposed to feel. So I can't mm -hmm. watch this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, I do. I get, I get bristly. I'm like, don't tell me how to feel. Yeah. Yeah. It feels <laughs> manipulative. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> maybe it's funny what happened you don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's uh i just had uh someone i was like talking to them and i you know was expressing the fact that i feel stress about some some stuff that's an unknown right now like and uh they were like well you can't feel stressed about you know something that you that's an unknown and i was just like excuse me <laughs> excuse me i literally just was like you know i told you how i felt and then you told me how i sh that i shouldn't feel that way which is not okay <laughs> you know well, and for me like there's plenty of i'm very uh, this is terrible i am a creative person with a very vivid imagination which helps when i'm trying to do something artsy and is very destructive if you have some kind of anxiety issues because that really helps it along and um yeah. if i have just any information about something i can kind of break that down into 20 different scenarios and if the yep. majority of them are unpleasant i'm going to be upset like that's yep. just how that works there are a few times where i'm like i don't have enough information to get upset but i have to have virtually no information because that means i can't picture more than a few scenarios but if i can picture them there are like 10 reasonable outcomes and i just don't know which one and again more than half are bad i'm gonna be yeah. in a bad mood about the thing that's just how information works with probably with both of our brains yeah i feel <laughs> so. like a lot of people don't have that um where like if if you give me a certain amount of information I, it it branches into a bunch of different possibilities and I don't sit there like fixating on one of them. I'm like, there are all these possibilities. I don't know which one it is. Sometimes I'll have enough information. It can be weighted towards one group of possibilities, but it's, it's, you know, and it's interesting to me because when I say that a lot of people are like, what, you know, like it, their brains don't do the same <laughs> thing. They have like a single assumption that they, they get focused on and you know, mine, there's many, many, many. Well, I don't even know how you have a functional life like that, right? Like you're right. setting yourself up for failure if you don't imagine bad stuff happening, in my opinion. Some people base their assumption on 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 what could happen based on what what would be best for them. And I feel like that's super dangerous. If you're a person that wigs out when you're disappointed, you're gonna have a terrible life like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 people hate to worry but at the same time i think if people didn't worry we wouldn't ever be prepared for an emergency i think people wouldn't be able to take care of each other if something bad happens if we never worried about stuff everything would come at us sideways that's terrible yeah <laughs> that's basically how my sister lives she doesn't see stuff coming even when she's made a series of terrible terrible decisions that that the outcome of the decisions were obvious to me before she made them. She's just like, why is this happening? I don't understand. But she somehow manages to like, instead of drowning in the negativity of it, she just kind of like, just moves on to the next bad decision. I don't know. Like, I'm like, at some point you got to like hit the bottom of the barrel that you've been making for yourself, you know? Um, well, the thing is, it scares people psychologically. I think people, um, I think a lot of people are like psychologically lazy. 
like feelings lazy or just like i'll deal with it as soon as it happens and like to stay in that mode again is unsafe especially if you're prone to making impulsive choices mm-hmm. uh i know that i am so i kind of before i even go out into the world before i start my day i'm like i am planning to do such and such what might happen and i'm like that could go very badly this could go very well i'm going to focus on doing everything i can for that outcome to be more the one that's more likely just in case then i feel like i'm prepared for things to go badly and i tell people like i feel like there's such power in negativity and i like <laughs> I, I like take pride in being a negative person and people are like you you're not mean or, or sad you don't like act uh, awful to people i'm like you guys are very um confused about what being negative is like right i always exclusively start with worst case scenario and work my way upwards from there and i feel like even though i'm a person prone to panicking and getting hurt i'm sad easily i'm 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 i'm, I'm my feelings are hurt very easily or i'm a sensitive creature and all that and i can navigate that by always going from worst case scenario up so i'm like well i'm people like but but what if good things happen i'm like i'm not gonna kick a good day out of bed you know like right. but like god <laughs> if i if a bunch of bad things happen i'll know what to do yeah <laughs> i like i plan i research i like and then and then i take that that tendency to see i i don't call it being negative i call it being realistic to anticipate worst mm-hmm. case scenario because literally that's how my life has worked and so um you know when people are like oh you're really pessimistic or whatever i'm like dude be friends with me for a while and you will see i have different rules in my life than you have in yours you know like if have you had a year where you got five different flat tires no there you go so (laughs) you know so i'll like do all this yeah i like i'll do all this work to like plan something out and then i go okay what are the things that i should know so that i can deal with anything that goes wrong and then i do that and usually i'm pretty like prepared but I, I've actually, the last couple of months have been actually surprised by things happening. And I, I've just been like, well, I guess in a way it's good to know I can still be surprised. <laughs> 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 but I want to be pleasantly surprised. I'm like looking forward to that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, those, those are fun. Those, uh, oh, those don't happen as often, but uh, it is good when something good happens out of left field. Mm. <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm quick to embrace it it's not like you know like you said it's it's not like because i'm focusing on being prepared that i'm not open to the positive i'm i'm more than like i'm like <laughs> you know bring it <laughs> yeah which just my whole weird like philosophy on that is like the, the reason i don't focus on things going well is i feel like good news takes care of itself right <laughs> right <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. I wouldn't have thought it that way, but it that's exactly exactly it. <laughs> there's, you know, whenever something goes wrong, there's always stuff you have to do. Good news is you don't usually need to do anything except show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I've been making those little like resin things. I just got like a set of those little balls and been putting things in there. I've been trying to preserve these rose of the god it's been uh it's been crazy i <laughs> resin's expensive i've got like a hundred more ideas <laughs> i know when i got into resin i was like i started with like some cheaper stuff but i i learned that the quality of the resin does make a difference when you're working with it and i was like okay so I need to get the better stuff and it costs money and, you know, just need more people to buy stuff and then I'll come with resin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Self-promotion. Go to Ooh. the store now. Hey, you know what? No, no. Anybody watching this hasn't gotten it. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah. Oh, no. It's so cool. Because there's like, okay. There's all those stickers of all kinds of stuff and you want to be a sassy jerk. You got stickers of it. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> they got the little cannibalism thing on the fridge. They get the clown thing in the in the window. They get the clown mug. I can't reach it. It's right over there. It is right just out of reach. And I feel like 
I feel like yeah, with the the, the button clips and the balloon dog uh, stickers. I keep the little balloon dog stickers on me in case anyone's having a bad day, and I'm like, have a dog, you know. <laughs> and um, just having whimsical items, I feel like, just inherently gives more whimsy to your day. And um, literally everything can go wrong. Everything can, even stuff you've never thought of. And coming home to a few whimsical items can really, really take the edge off. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I miss my all my stuffs in storage, and I miss that, like my squishmallows and my color. Like I have paintings, and you know, like my framed pictures of my clown friends and stuff like that. And I look <laughs> forward to like putting those back up, and you know, it'll be it'll be nice. Right now, just my my cat. Is my <laughs> yeah? Oh, no, I have fun with their dog. And like, like dogs are comic relief. I just because <laughs> people are just like, oh, she doesn't do this and that. And she should do whatever's in you say. And I'm like, look, I get to point at her and laugh and say terrible things, and she says, yay, attention. That is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she tries to catch flies, which is cute. The dog catches flies. I was like <laughs> proud of her. I'm like, you did it. <laughs> you could just sit and watch that, you know, when there's a fly around, they're like. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny when they miss because I'll make fun of the dog. Hey, dog. <laughs> no, actually, what we say all the time to the dog is nobody loves you. And she's just like, yay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I think if you say stuff in a good tone, they just take it as a good thing, and then they feel better. And then if you're all pent up with all this anger, it's hard to safely just get anger on the outside of you. You don't want to keep it in, but you don't want to take it out on people. And usually I'll just say something passive-aggressive to the dog, and it really takes the edge off. <gasps> Nobody loves you! <laughs> <laughs> I used to jail with my dog, too, like because he was so sensitive to intonation and like I couldn't get mad around him even a small mad because he was so sensitive um even if it wasn't directed at him so I would do do stuff like that like just be like you know I'd be like you're such a good dog I'm gonna eat you you know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I mean, uh, I'll murder you like I'll <laughs> you know, say a lot because she likes the makeup and she'll come up and try and eat some of the makeup off of my face Oh. <laughs> and uh, just be like, I'll murder you. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll bite you in the eye. I keep saying, I'll bite you in the eye. <laughs> like, I love you too, this and I. <laughs> oh, and my kid was a baby, and they would just scream. They would just shriek sometimes. And, like, I get it. Like, being a baby is, like, probably the worst feeling there is. Plus, I had, like, a series of strokes. Did I ever mention that just to you, even in private? Like I, so. I, uh, I got to use like a walker and junk on bad days. I have to use like a wheelchair. It's miserable. I had to learn how to write several times. I had to learn how to speak again several times. I had to teach myself how to walk several times. It's just no intervention and then nothing and everything shut down. My mouth is all full of scars from attempting and failing to eat things. I've got rolled taco scars uh, because they, <laughs> they're crispy. And so I'm just... <laughs> But, um, huh, who are we talking? <laughs> um, when your kid was a baby and crying, wow, I wonder why I brought that up because we were we were talking about, well, oh, before no, that, I mean, we were... like the um, the stroke I had, I wonder oh. why I brought because that was gonna lead into the baby thing, and I don't remember how, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm yeah, it, it'll come back to me in a minute, but yeah, like. I'm just, I'm trying to, uh, I'm just trying to do everything I can so that they have a happy and good life. And, oh, that's right. No, that's why I brought up the stroke. I, as an adult, um, a sentient adult, or like I, I get everything that's happening around me, lost the ability to use most of my muscles. So um, I have to get help to use the bathroom. I have to get help to sometimes put food into my mouth. 
And sometimes even putting food into my mouth wasn't good enough. So I had to wait and see if it was better later or keep trying to learn how to use my muscles. I could, I found out why babies love cell phones. Because <laughs> I'm just trapped in this brain prison where I can't use my muscles. But my brain is still active. But I imagine maybe that's what babies go through. Is that they have a very sharp mind and it's growing every day. They don't know how to uh, make their muscles do what their brain is wanting it to. Um, but, but yeah, all these years, I'm just like, why do babies love cell phones? As soon as they're invented, it's a baby's favorite thing. Like, like is there you know, like, there couldn't be anything evolutionarily, right? Where they're just like tuned to cell phones. But when I, when I, when I was having a similar issue, learning how to walk, learning how to speak, the only predictable part of my world was my cell phone. Um, if I managed to put my hand right on the spot, the same thing would happen each time. I can make a video play when I'm lonely. I can make a song play when this is too sad. And on a rare occasion when I was able to communicate, I could type a couple of letters and the um, auto-fill kind of suggestion things were so accurate, I could express my thoughts relatively accurately even under those circumstances. But then I just realized, okay, yeah, this is the only predictive, with limited muscle movements, it was the only predictable part of life. And that was cool to learn that, that was cool. Yeah, but yeah, and not being able to control all of that or tell people why it's happening or how bad it feels, that's gotta be the worst feeling there is. That was all right. a side tangent, that's why I didn't connect directly, but <laughs> my baby would just cry would just scream sometimes that I know that I've done everything I can and just being a baby's the worst. So um, just to mellow out my baby, <laughs> um, either sing a song very passive aggressively and be like, um, <laughs> there's this like Beatles song, Honey Pie. And I just love part of it. Cause I would just be like, let's see. Honey Pie. You are making me crazy. And I was just like, <laughs> rocking the baby. <laughs> and when that didn't work, I'd get like an eyeliner out and I would draw like a little devil mustache and beard. i just <laughs> laugh at my baby. And they would see me just pointing and laughing and go, oh, we're having fun. This is fun time. And just stop crying. It was the best. You have to stop before they start forming memories. It's like really important. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, once uh, once we got the dog, dog fully took over as comic relief. <laughs> yeah, I used to when my son didn't cry very much, but every now and again, and, and like the teething phase was hard, and I would eat his toes, <laughs> and that was like a, every time was a guaranteed distraction from whatever like horror he was experiencing to make him cry, you know. That and like if we acted like we were hurting ourselves, like we act like we tripped or walked into something. Oh, that I was that. <laughs> yeah. Like the first time like he ever like did the full belly laugh, you know, like where he's like can't breathe and stuff was like his his dad like tripped. And then like we realized that's what he was laughing at. So then he started doing it over and over again. And my son was just like like literally couldn't breathe he's laughing so hard it's so funny <laughs> yeah why is that fun why would you know what i constantly threaten to eat the baby too yeah <laughs> just like i'm gonna bite your arm off <laughs> <laughs> and he's like <laughs> i love you mommy <laughs> Yeah, that, that's when like fat bastard in the you know was like popular. So I'd be like, get in my belly. I'm gonna yeah. eat yeah. That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm fat and I like could not stop doing it anyway because it's too good. This is like that like that um that uh weird owl song with all the fat jokes in it. Oh, he did a few. And I can't be mad. It just like cause it tickles me. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> They came from like a fun place instead of a rude place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like I didn't really like the Austin Powers movies, but like mm. the second one had Fat Bastard and I love the Fat Bastard character so much. I would like I actually 
I had the digital version on my hard drive and I cut it up so I could just watch it for the fat bastard stuff. I don't, it's just like one of those weird things I did. I was like, I only want to see this part of the movie. So I, uh, I used to record stuff on the radio. Actually, a few times me and my cousin would just repeat a phrase for about an hour till the tape ran out, then play the tape and record that tape with us. So there'd just be four layers of just absolute nonsense. Um, I think at one point, at one point he's just shouting, did anybody ever tell you that I have beautiful eyes for an hour, <laughs> just on a loop. And in the background, I'm saying like, Birds? <laughs> and like, just, that, yeah, just back and forth hour of that, rewind it, start over and play that loudly in the background. While both of us yell, Justin, where did you go? Um, nobody, and we just have these like odd tapes. I can't find any of them right now, but yeah, recording the weird stuff. But I, 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 I uh, <laughs> that song of Duhast was like big deal in like the 90s and very immature, very immature. It's terrible. Like I would record that off of the radio, but I would just have him go, do, 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 <laughs> and I just like, I can't help myself. It was just ahead of <laughs> Uh, i think we would have had fun hanging out like <laughs> when we were younger we like my friend had this casio keyboard and we would record random sounds into it and then it changes so that you can play music with the sound you recorded we recorded all kinds of crazy like fart sounds and like weird like statements like there was one time we recorded like where we just said I am Satan and then played it. And you're but we're playing like a really jolly song. And so it's like do 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 do. And you would just hear the word Satan like sort of floating in there at different like <laughs> tones and stuff. We just did it because it was like funny. And somewhere there are like video recordings of some of that somewhere. I don't know if I have them in storage or if he does, but it would be funny to watch them. Yeah, I know it was of this like full-size video camera because it had entire vhs tapes in it and uh we just kind of like go around town with those uh yeah you know what's you know what's awful is if i if i beat this cancer and am able to do more and more and more someday if that ever does happen i just know that i'm going to be taken out by somebody finding those tapes and then being like so embarrassing that i hide forever <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you should like, you should just own it and be like, yep, I was a kid once. <laughs> uh, uh, or I was a belligerent teenager once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. I can't remember what now. It'll either come to me or, or it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe it won't. I, I love I love those little 50-50 things. I, I think there's this episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where like um he was like riding on the guy's house and uh, then was playing with like with gasoline and then the whole house caught fire. like oh 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 and he's like uh, you definitely shouldn't play with matches or you should and he's just standing in front of his burning house like yeah it's definitely one or the other and I'm just like yeah, I don't know why <laughs> like saying that to my kid. <laughs> you gotta stop doing the things you get hurt i'm like yeah it's definitely uh one or the other there's some something <laughs> you get hurt all the time for stupid reasons I oh like i'm exhausted you're... i'm extremely fatigued and in a lot of pain and then i still get bored yeah i'm gonna be hurt sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i like that you remember like random media stuff and it's not the stuff that because there's certain things that everybody seems to reference but like you don't reference that stuff i have no like memory for media so i like i i i have a very hard time being like well this thing reminds me of that i just but if you say it i'll be like oh yeah i remember that after you say it <laughs> i get telling people um i'll take your eyeball and make soup out of it and um, that is from The Symptoms, but it's like The Symptoms, but it was like one of their worst episodes ever. And the episode wasn't funny, but the line was. So when I started saying it, people just take me at face value that I'm not quoting <laughs> that, that I'm actually 
threatening people with like a big smile and I was like, okay, well, I uh I gotta quit doing that or do it all the time. It's definitely one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just leaned all the way in and now sometimes when people are just sad, I'll I'll text them and be like, hey, you know, man, don't worry. Cause uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take your eyeball and I'll make soup out of it. And then <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, I think it was probably the other day. Yeah, no, please do. Oh my goodness, internet <laughs> people that I don't talk to as much, that I just don't have like years of history with. I will just say that. Uh, it was a buddy of mine was doing a Twitch stream one time, and he messed up his game, and he was like super embarrassed because everyone saw. He's like, everyone saw me crash and burn at this easy spot, and I'm just like, <laughs> hey man, don't worry, I'll take your eyeball and I'll make soup out of it. And he was like. Why? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that I wasn't helpful laugh. at all. I wouldn't know what it was from. I would just laugh because it was so random. I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> once, he, uh, once he got that that's why I do that is a form of encouragement for some reason, uh, which was not the context that it was said in the show. It's a, another weirder part. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, once he got used to it, I just started like, uh, uh, send like uh, uh, emoji messages where it's just like an eyeball and a pot of soup whenever he put like something depressing online. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I started like trying to learn Dutch and the word for sandwich, boterham. And I've been saying that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> bo bo say it again. Boterham. Boterham. <laughs> yeah, it's just sandwich, but the word makes my brain so happy. I've been yelling that. I've just been yelling that at just at random intervals. My kid's just like, ah, at least it's not Arsenal. They're like, at least it's not Arsenal. And I'm like, uh, well, okay, okay. I watch like a lot of British people on YouTube, and sometimes when they be like, oh, you're a horse's arse, you know, and they'll spell it A R S C. And after watching some guys talking like that. I, I I was looking at different movies, and one of the movies just called Arsenal, and I realized it starts exactly the same as ours. And I'm like, <laughs> how does any British person deal with U.S. diplomats showing up and be like, the American Arsenal is bigger than it's ever been? <laughs> <laughs> so I just started yelling Arsenal for no reason. So now my kid lives in a world where, um. As a verbal tick, I just kind of, when I'm anxious, I go, I know your dog. Uh, if in one of these, I just start yelling, I know your dog. <laughs> uh, that means I'm getting nervous. It's not a big deal, but I'll just do that. Or I'll go, hey, I know you. I remember you. Those are all verbal ticks. I lean in because it makes people uncomfortable. But uh, sometimes I'm just filled with joy. I'd be like, Arsenal! <laughs> <laughs> One of my One of my favorite words that I used to say a lot more when I was younger is Jopa. Which is yeah. the word for butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in Bob's Burgers. What's a uh, Tina? Just be like butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really related. Me. Really related with her, like in the early ep <laughs> earlier episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I got my kid a T-shirt for Christmas, Bob, and it just says like, "I love you, but you're all terrible." And I'm like, "Where?" <laughs> Where did all the family things get? <laughs> <laughs> we have it coming. <laughs> that is the perfect like family event shirt. Mm -hmm. Although I saw one online and it said like um came in like a million sizes and it said uh madness doesn't run in the family. It moves slowly and gets to know all of us very well. And I was like, oh, family reunion. <laughs> I mean, it was like, we got to have a family reunion. It's like, I gotta, they, that came in like toddler sizes. I'm like, mm. <laughs> it was all red letters. I'm like, if we get some green hats, boom, Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> that would, I could totally see that. That would be fun. <laughs> I guess if I, I, I assume in your family's like, they would be willing to wear them. Yeah, a lot of them would be assuming they're wearing it ironically, but yeah, they would. <laughs> it's funny because we're not crazy. I'm like, yeah, I just shut up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
shut up and do it. <laughs> also, there's that pity factor because I'm very sick. <laughs> <laughs> use that. Yes, use that to create more fun. <laughs> yeah. Get shenanigans accomplices off of that like regularly. <laughs> I uh, I saw this picture of my son when he was like I sent it to you the the dinosaur one where he's sleeping with this dinosaur and I told him I was like we need to like retake that photo with you as an adult right so yeah. that we could put them side by side like I think that would be like awesome. When I was a teenager, I slept with that. Um, um the Mars attacks had these really big figures. They had like the big like um. I can't remember the the general guy with the big cape and the stuff. They made a they made one of him like about that big, the big dome, and he actually pushed the button, and the brain would move and light up. Actually, and I would <laughs> bed with me, I just cuddle it like this, and people were like, "That's hard plastic. You can't do that." I'm like, Stop and mind your business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are there are no rules for what is comforting. That no. movie, like my favorite part of that movie was the way the alien language sounded before it was translated, where they were like, rah, 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 you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I even make that sound all the time. <laughs> I can't do it now, but like, oh, it was a blast. <laughs> now I want to rewatch that. <laughs> I love the grandma. The grandma's the best. I think she was in Beetlejuice too. She was, uh, um, uh, Juno, I think Juno. I'm Juno, your caseworker. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the actors, and it's been so long since I've seen it. But I do remember, I do vaguely remember the one, the Beetlejuice, the caseworker actress. Yeah, she's like just grandma. Grandma has a touch of dementia, so the alien invasion isn't really bugging her too much. I love it. <laughs> 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 now, now I have to definitely have to rewatch it just for for that because I don't remember that. Like <laughs> once I watch it, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. But I literally haven't seen that movie since like the year it came out. I hadn't either, but like I gotta like go through a rundown of stuff for my kid. Watch this. Sometimes they're just like, that was terrible. Why did you show me that? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to be the only one in this house that remembers that that happened. Next. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I'm, 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 um, I'm, uh, I've gotten several messages. I, I, uh, I feel bad. Um, um, I, I'm, 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 I'm worried about the. Uh, uh, just, just a second, just a second. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that wasn't even the one. Hi, right. how's it going? <laughs> I I really I really I really ah um hey <laughs> that just threw me all the way off I like got out of storytelling mode for a second how <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> I I should probably try to get going actually I I just running out of gas. <sighs> Are you gonna make more content? I should, huh? Like I should do stuff with this face. Yeah, put it put it to work before you totally poop out. Yeah, but but thank you, thank you so much for having me on again. I really appreciate it so much. I think I was gonna. I think my plan was to keep talking until like the exhaustion had me tilting over, but stopping for a second, I'm like, I could not tip over. <laughs> yeah, what do I, you think about that? <laughs> I vote for that. It's not my strong suit to do that, but like I do vote for it when there's the opportunity. So uh, I'm really glad uh, that we got to talk again. And 
that I get to keep up with you in text. And um, I look forward to seeing your your content, whatever it is that you make today. I I, I was I was uh. I'm hoping I do something like this someday that you're doing, and then I can have you come on, and um, just I just I gotta get used to how bad this thing is knocking me out. It's not going anywhere again. Like the ideal situation is that I feel this bad for the rest of my life, because if they stop the treatment for any reason, they won't be. It won't be for a good reason. Yeah. So hopefully I get fully accustomed to being this tired and I'm I'm so glad to not not just to be here and then and, and be able to to talk to you and do stuff that people get to see it. You'll be seen with me in public. Ah, because this is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels pretty good to be honest. <laughs> yeah. One of these days I'll I once I moved, I will hopefully be able to do like my own face and then we can have our faces done together. Yeah. <laughs> so, be fun. Be awesome. I'll specifically be a clown. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's All right. Well, hey. Oh, dude, do you have a sign off thing? Because I thought you have like a sign off. Oh, thing. yeah. I for, oh, yeah. I get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you again yeah. to Tufted Clown for joining. And Woo-hoo! I'm glad I made the sign out awkward again because that's, I'm getting good at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.